the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on May 8, 2016, on the basis of 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. In Africa, a man walks into a church meeting. His hands are heavily bandaged. Someone notices and asks him, What happened? How were you injured? The man replies, well, my neighbor's roof caught on fire, and so I helped him to put it out. That's how my hands were burned. Wow. Pretty good neighbor. His own hands were burned putting out someone else's fire. But later, the truth comes out about what really happened. This bandaged man's neighbor hated him. This bandaged man's neighbor actually set his house on fire while his wife and children were asleep in the hut. Thankfully, this bandaged man was was able to put out the fire in his house before it was too late. But some sparks from his house floated over to the neighbor's house, the one who set the fire, And now his roof caught on fire. The bandaged man ran over to his neighbor's house and did everything he could to help put out that fire. While he was doing that, that is when his hands were actually burned. There was no hate in that Christian man's heart. Only love. Amazing love that caused him to go through excruciating pain in order to help his enemy. And the world hears a story like this and might think, dude, are you crazy? Why would you go out of your way to help someone who hates you, who wants to kill you and your family? And yet, we think about it and we realize this is exactly what Jesus has done for us. Jesus showed us amazing love, even though we definitely didn't deserve it. Before Jesus saved us, we were God's enemies. But Jesus poured out so much love on us that we can't help but reflect his love to others. We are love reflectors. We reflect the love of Jesus to the world. In our gospel lesson, we we heard Jesus tell his disciples, a new command I give you, love each other. But of course, there's a lot of different types of love, right? I mean, I love donuts. I love my wife. I love my parents, especially today. I love my mom. I even love all of you. But the love I have for donuts is not the same as the love I have for my parents. The love I have for my wife is quite a bit different than the love I have for all of you. So what, what kind of love is Jesus talking about here when he says, love each other? Jesus is talking about that kind of love that goes all the way to meet the other. This isn't the kind of love that that meets halfway between two people who love each other back. 
this love goes all the way to meet the other. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13 defines that kind of love for us. Um, Sometimes 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is called the great love chapter of the Bible. When you look at it, it, it's pretty easy to see why. It gives us a very detailed description of what love is. But this chapter also shows us just how far we fall short of keeping Jesus' command to love each other. I mean, you, you look at verse 4 and see that, that list of all those descriptions of love there. Wow. Pretty tall order to fill. It turns out Jesus was asking quite a bit when he, when he told us to love each other. Even just looking at the first one there in verse 4, love is patient. Yeah, not my love. When I show love to someone else, I want to see results right away. I mean, if, if I sit down and listen to someone's problems and, and help them, well, then they have to sit down and listen to my problems and help me then too, right? Or maybe, maybe you're giving your kids an extra special treat, taking them out for ice cream. Well, then that night they better show you extra love and go to bed right when you tell them to, right? Maybe, maybe another one here. Love is not easily angered. Yeah. But what about that one really annoying coworker? You know, you, you've got a cool story to tell about a, a thing you did or a place you went, and then, oh, he just has to butt in and one-up your story with something even cooler. Or, or you're having a great day, and then, oh, she has to show up and, and just be that wet blanket, that Debbie Downer to put you back down can't get angry at that person even once, just a little bit. And, you know, we could do this with all of those descriptions, see where we fall short, but maybe the one that cuts to the heart of my sin the most is this. Love is not self-seeking. This just happens, maybe without even thinking about it. I love in order to boast I love in order to make myself look good. I love in order to get something back in return for myself. In the back of our minds, we almost just expect to get something back when we show love to someone. We want love to be a two-way street, right? I, I love you, and you will love me back. But true love is a one-way street. That's a definition of love we don't like. We, we fail to keep Jesus' command to love each other. We, we fake our love for each other in order to get things for ourselves. And that kind of love isn't true love. The kind of selfish love is sin. And now we're stuck. Who could ever love a loveless wretch like me? There's only one who could truly love someone as unlovable as me. The one whose name is love. God. God gave us the embodiment of his love. Jesus. God's love in the flesh. 
And Jesus loved unlovable people like, like you and me, even though we didn't deserve it. Jesus' love was not self-seeking. It was self-sacrificing. Jesus even kept his own command to love others perfectly in our place. He even showed love to people that everyone else said, oh, don't show love to them. Jesus spent time hanging out with, with prostitutes, the swindling tax collectors, and even the hated Samaritans. Ooh. But Jesus showed love to those people who everyone else thought was unlovable. And then you look at these descriptions of love in these verses in 1 Corinthians, and you realize, wow, Jesus kept all of these perfectly. And maybe the one that's the most amazing is this one. Love keeps no record of wrongs. I mean, if, if your spouse or your, your parents kept a record of wrongs for you, I wouldn't want to see that. It'd probably be going on for pages and pages, but Jesus doesn't do that with us. Jesus isn't keeping some list of all the sins we've done hidden away somewhere and he's going to pull it out later to get us with it. He's not making us write our sins on a chalkboard over and over and over. Our record of sins has gone missing. Can't be found. Because Jesus destroyed it on the cross. Even though we stacked up a record of wrongs against God that no one could count, God still loved us completely. He loved us unconditionally. There's, there's nothing we, we have to do to earn God's love. There's nothing we, we could do to earn God's love. It's free. It's a gift. And really, that is the definition of true love. There are four different words for love in the Greek language, the language the New Testament was written in. But the one we're dealing with here is one you've maybe heard of called agape love. This is the highest form of love. And agape love, it's not that kind of love you see in Disney movies, like two people falling in love and then doing anything to be together. And, and maybe you've been to some weddings where you've heard these these words from 1 Corinthians 13 read. And that's a great choice for a wedding. Um, but agape love is so much more than just the love between a husband and wife. Because even within a marriage, if, if you love your spouse, you're probably going to get some kind of benefit back in return. But true agape love is the kind of love that, that someone might have for an enemy. True agape love is the kind of love that gives and gives and gives and never expects anything back. Agape love is the kind of love that leads a man to burn his hands putting out a fire on his enemy's roof. True agape love is the kind of love that led God himself to die on a cross for a world that wanted nothing to do with him. And true agape love is that love that Jesus gave to you when he destroyed your record of sins. If we know God, we know love. God is love. 
he showed us what true love is by sending Jesus to live, die, and rise from the dead to save us. Because of what Jesus has done, we now know how to fulfill his command to love each other. We are simply mirrors. We reflect Jesus' love already given to us to others. You might be thinking, oh boy, like, I threw something crazy, like put out a fire in my enemy's house to show love. But, but look at verse 3 here. Even if I give my body over to hardship, but have no love, I gain nothing. And really that, that word hardship here could be translated, giving my body over to the flames. That's exactly what that, that bandaged man did. But even that great act of love it would have been nothing if he didn't do it out of love for his neighbor. And so, the, so the point is, we don't have to put out a fire in our neighbor's, our enemy's roof to show love. We can show love in everyday small ways too. Maybe the description of love that shows that to us most clearly is, love is kind. You can show love simply by, by slipping in a compliment to someone you've never met before. You can show love simply by holding open the door for people at a restaurant. Even small ways. Ways for us to show love. And as, as a follower of Jesus, you probably show love every day without even noticing. Because the love of Jesus is so much a part of us that we can't help but reflect some of that love to others. Just like that, that Dixie cup under a waterfall, right? It's just Jesus' love being poured out on us, and there's no way that some of that love isn't going to spill out and overflow to others. We don't have to dig up this agape love from deep within ourselves. We've been shown this true love by Jesus. We've been given it for free by Jesus. We can be love reflectors because Jesus poured out his love on us. Being a love reflector is why we're still here on earth. When we show love to others, we point them to the real, true, sacrificial love of Jesus. There's a story of a, of a woman from the country Armenia. She was at one point, captured by some Turkish Muslim soldiers along with her brother. Those Turkish soldiers put her brother to death right in front of her eyes. Somehow this woman eventually later escaped, and she actually went on to become a, a military nurse. One day later, she was shocked to see that same young soldier who killed her brother being brought in, captured, and wounded to her hospital. She saw him, and a voice cried out, Vengeance! But an even stronger voice called for her to love. She nursed that man back to health. And finally, the soldier asked her, Why didn't you just let me die? She said, I I'm a follower of him who said, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Impressed with her answer, that young soldier replied, 
I've never heard such words before. Tell me more. I want this kind of religion. We have this kind of religion. We have the ultimate religion of love. We have the love of Jesus. We reflect his love to others. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org. Thank you.